Good morning, happy Thursday, and welcome back to another episode of Potty on the Potty, a podcast about navigating young adulthood. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm going to share my quick disclaimer before we get started with today's episode. Potty on the Potty is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Podcasts and social media are not therapy or substitutes for medical advice. You can use these episodes as a way to learn and reflect. If you are finding yourself in a place where you're needing deeper support, I encourage you to seek out therapy. So you think you want to start therapy, but don't know where to start. Then this episode is for you. In this podcast episode, I'm going to outline how to find a therapist, what type of therapy is right for you, and how to get the whole process started. Be sure to stick around until the end where I'll explain how to do a free phone consultation with your potential therapists. If you're new here, my name is Sam. I make weekly podcasts on striving for physical and mental well-being as young adults. So if you're into any of that, consider following Potty on the Potty. All right. So I just took a break to eat a huge burrito bowl, so my voice might sound a little different. But here we are. So I'll be honest, guys. It's been a while since I said I was going to make this episode. And you know what? It's not because I didn't want to. It's such an important topic. But it's because I didn't want to leave anything out, if that makes sense. But I reconciled with that by just telling myself, and I will tell you, I can always circle back, right? I can always, I will make a part two down the line. If I come up with any other ideas for you, any other, I don't know, uh, points I can make, um, things to kind of help clarify the process, simplify the process, but we're going to just... We're going to just dive into what I have for you now. And thank you to a very loyal listener, listens to all of my episodes, uh, for giving me the little push to do this episode. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I've been procrastinating, procrastinating it and... Um, yeah, she was like, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I can't be the only one that's listened to you say a couple times now, I'm going to do this episode on finding the right therapist for you and getting the process started. And where is it? <laughs> so, so here we go. Um, yeah, first things first, how to even look for a therapist in the first place. We know that there are a lot of options, but where do we even go to start? looking and searching and doing research. So the first thing I will say, if you're somebody that likes the computer, or the internet, doing things yourself a little bit, is psychologytoday.com. So that's psychology, P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-Y-T-O-D-A-Y.com. Psychology Today. Uh, it's a website that does have um, articles and information on psychology, uh, but it also has a huge, huge database. It's super popular for uh, looking up therapists and 
uh, I believe, psychiatrist as well. And then you can also look up group therapy, which we'll get into later on. But yeah, if you're just looking for a standard individual therapist, that would be a great place to start. Um, It's really user-friendly. You just go to the main page or I don't know. I think it's the main page, but it's basically the therapist search page. And you can type in your state, uh, your town. You can type in the name of therapists if you know them. Um, I think you can type in keywords. But then moving right along, Therapy Den is um, not as popular, but it's so it's therapy, T H E R A P Y, den, D E N dot com. And it is newer. Um, I actually really like the founder. Um, I've mentioned him before. It's Therapy Jeff on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, He's a cool guy. Um, But yeah, so he created, he and someone else created uh, the platform. Again, pretty user friendly if you're going to look up types of therapists or types of therapy you're into, um, your town, things like that. Uh, there are less therapists on it because it's not quite as popular, but I will say it's very progressive because you are able to put in your social identifiers and then also search up social identities of potential therapists for yourself. Um, and then just in, I made a, I made a profile for that one. And then just in doing so, there are a lot of great questions, um, just when it comes to like inclusivity and things like that. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're looking for that type of work and specifically that type of therapist, um, that is conscientious of those types of things, social identities, um, working with minorities, things like that, that is a great, that is a great resource for you. All right. And of course, like I said, there's going to be other resources, other websites like that, but that's what I have for you right now. And then other ways to, to find a therapist. Um, you know, these days, it seems like everybody has a therapist, at least much more so than when I was growing up, you know, back in the day. So honestly, whoever you feel comfortable talking to you about this, you could just ask them. So uh, if you know that you have friends or family, classmates or colleagues that are going to a therapist, ask them about their experience with that person. Maybe they might be a good fit for you. Um, literally, you can, you can just say, do you know a good therapist? <laughs> um, so that's if you feel comfortable with that. But like I said, it, it, therapy is becoming way more normalized these days, which is amazing. Um, and the benefit of that is that you know you have a referral, like you have someone that, you know what I mean? Like you, you can't really look up reviews of therapists. So you know firsthand that people you trust also trust this therapist. And that's a great place to start. Um, you can also get referrals from your insurance company. So that's a great way to, I guess, save money or going through your uh, health insurance if you already have it. Um, either through your parents, your school, or when, when you're on your own. Um, so yeah, you can re- actually reach out to your insurance company. Usually you can go right through their website um, or maybe shoot them an email, but they can send you a whole list of therapists in your area. Um, so that's a great place to start too. Uh, having, a, having a long list, I mean, it can be overwhelming, but it's just, it, it, it's abundant, right? You have a lot of referrals there. 
Um, you can also go to your doctor or any sort of like medical professional you have. Um, they usually are in touch with therapists in the area. Um, so that's, that's a good place to go, whether it's your general practitioner, if you have a specialist that you see, um, OBGYN, things like that. Um, if you don't have insurance, a lot of people don't have health insurance and you will want to look up outpatient clinics that offer a sliding scale. So, uh, individual, um, what am I trying to say? Private practice therapists often, there, there are a lot of private practice therapists that offer a sliding scale, um, but it might be a little bit higher than what you're looking for. Um, so you can go that route, but you can also look up, uh, so I would type in outpatient clinics in my area and do a little bit of digging on their website and see if they offer a sliding scale, especially if the company is a nonprofit. So they'll either say that right there on their website, or you can just call the front desk and say, are you nonprofit? What's your sliding scale rate? Um, what can you help me with? Like, what can you do for me? Um, you can basically tell them what you're willing to pay. And yeah, I mean, I feel like we should really normalize that nowadays. Um, there's no shame in looking for help and being like, hey, this is what I'm willing to offer. All right. And moving on to part two, what type of therapy is right for you? So I'm going to preface this section by saying that a lot of therapists use multiple uh, methods and what that's called is eclectic. So a lot of therapists nowadays aren't just skills-based therapists. They're not just psychodynamic therapists and we'll get into what those terms mean. Um, nowadays, you know, there's been more and more, re more research saying that, you know, it's, it is important to meet the client where they're at and give them what they need because everybody needs something a little bit different. You, we all, we all heal, um, at different paces, uh, from different types of support. So, so just keep that in mind that you're, you're probably going to find a lot of therapists out there that, even if they specialize in one thing or another, we'll be able to give you a little bit of uh, something else. And, and it's very important to talk to your therapist about what you're looking for and um, give them feedback. You know, if you want to switch gears a little bit, um, therapists find that very, very helpful if, you, if you're part of the kind of planning process and healing process for sure. Definitely. And you should want that for yourself too. Um <clears throat> All right, so I'll start this by saying that back in the day, as you guys probably heard of Freud, <laughs> uh, back in the day, talk therapy was the only type of therapy. Um, it was called psycho psychodynamic or psychoanalysis, and it was very much like looking into childhood to see what happened and how that affected the present day. And then what we got from that branched off um, or sort of people took a different direction and I'm assuming what their thought process was, was, okay, not everybody is either ready or wanting to reflect on the past. Sometimes it's appropriate to 
um, take what we have and what we know now and just try to cope and just try to make small changes. And so that's where CBT came from, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And from that came so, so, so many other letters, to be honest with you, but other types of um, skills-based therapies. So skills-based therapy, we have cognitive behavioral therapy, which is talking about how your thoughts and behaviors are related to your emotional experience and your psychological experience. Um, And then from that came DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, um, which is talking about kind of one extreme versus another extreme and how we should really be living quite in the middle. And so a lot of great concepts and skills um, around that and and trying to conceptualize your life in that way. Uh, But don't worry, your therapist is going to be doing most of the work. Um, So just kind of giving you a giving you these ideas in very easy to understand ways and then giving you skills to use and implement in your life. And so, like I said, I could just go on with all the different letters and uh, acronyms for these different types of skills-based therapies. But essentially what it is, is you're going in there and you're talking about what you're dealing with and Maybe you have uh, certain behaviors that you want to kind of shift or thought patterns that you want to shift. Um, so you're going when you're doing your research and looking for a therapist, you might want to scroll down and look at their bio and see if they specialize in CBT or DBT. Um, and so in these sessions, what is it going to look like? So the therapist is going to be doing a decent amount of talking, as you can imagine, to explain these concepts to you and explain uh, sort of the behavior change and the thought the thought changing and um, understanding your feelings, things like that. Um, from what I understand, this type of therapy can be shorter term uh, than, say, you know, psychodynamic types of therapies. Um, so just keep that in mind. Like sometimes you'll see on the therapist bio that they offer short term or long term. So just, just keep that in mind what maybe you might be looking for. If you want a therapist that's going to stick with you in the long term, uh, definitely something to ask that person is like, Hey, I, I see on your bio, you said you're a short term therapist. Are you also seeing people long term? Is that something that you do? Again, this you want to be looking for the right fit for you and not, you know, making too many compromises for the professional. Um, also, something I've noticed is that CBT, DBT, skills-based therapi- therapies are a good fit for people that are high-functioning. So, um, and, and the opposite is true as well, but, but somebody that you know, goes through their life and, you know, maybe they can go to work or go to school, but they go home and they, um, you know, have disordered eating behaviors or they go home and they have these coping mechanisms, unhealthy coping mechanisms that they want to start changing. Um, you can start to do like slowly, but surely make some changes. Like I said, in your behaviors and your thoughts, things like that, um, without having to do too, too much digging. And so, like I said, the, the opposite is true. 
skills-based therapies can be really helpful for people that are still um, really low functioning, or, or I wouldn't say low functioning, I would say people that are really, really in the depths of their struggling, and maybe want to do that deep dive and, and look into um, their past painful experiences, but maybe they're not ready. So focusing on just the skills, and just these basic concepts can be a really great place to start in your journey if you're finding that talking about the past is just too triggering. So another thing I will say is that you can search for an individual therapist. That's what most people do or a lot of people start with. But you can also find these types of therapies in group settings. So you can look for specifically a CBT group or a DBT group or an ACT group. Um, uh, you, it, it would be helpful to maybe search these terms as well and see what might be interest of interest to you. But I know a lot of people naturally kind of will seek out uh, individual therapists and then the therapist will then recommend a type of group. Um, but Group therapy is absolutely amazing because not only are you learning from the therapist, you're learning from the people, your peers around you, and you're able to influence each other and kind of grow together in kind of like a team uh, environment. All right, so that just about covers skills-based therapies. And as I mentioned, the other category um, it's actually a lot of little categories, but it, it all came in my mind. It all came from psychodynamic theory. And I think of therapies like attachment therapy, relational cultural therapy. So just these are terms to look for in different therapists bios, I would say, or if you're doing a uh, free consultation with a therapist to ask them about their their methods and their style of therapy. Um, so these are kind of keywords that you can look out for. Um, so just to start again, attachment therapy, relational cultural therapy, IFS or internal family systems, or you can look for trauma-informed therapy. So these are all basically acknowledging that, and there are more, but these are the, the, the ones that stick out in my mind. And they're all acknowledging that we humans are, you know, alike in the sense that we all go through shit. <laughs> we all have past stressors. You can't, you can't deny, you can't fight me on this one. We all, we all have been through stuff. Um, whether it was related to, uh, our society, um, you know, if you're, if you identify as being in a, an oppressed group, um, whether it was related to relational traumas, um, whether you have traumas in your past that really stick out in your mind. So these therapies are going to be a good fit for you if you're interested in learning why you struggle. If you're interested in receiving deep validation and you want to begin to heal from past events. So, of course, skills-based therapies are really helpful, and hopefully your therapist is going to, one way or another, implement a little bit of both. Um, so, 
Yeah. So basically this, this part of the piece of the puzzle is the why. Okay. Looking back, um, trying to make sense of your past, trying to make sense of your story. Um, another great therapy is narrative therapy. So if there's a therapist that specializes in narr narrative therapy, they're going to help you to tell your story in your own words, in your own mind, what happened and how did that form your experience now and who you are, things like that. Something that I've seen is that these therapies can be longer term and they can be short term as well, but um, therapists that specialize in these things are com more comfortable seeing a client for a longer period of time. And I want to speak to that just quickly. So I personally don't subscribe to the belief that seeing a therapist for a long for long term is necessarily unhealthy. Some people do. I personally believe that it's the nature of the relationship that deems it healthy or not healthy. So that's something that you're going to want to think through a little bit is do I want a mentor that I can kind of lean on when I need to um, or is it, do I just want someone that can kind of spot check with me or I can check in with and then kind of go about the rest of my life. So yeah, I mean, I, I think there a lot of therapists can be really flexible with this, but um, I don't know. I, I'm definitely biased. I definitely, I definitely feel like it's totally normal and totally great if you find a great human that you really connect with and you can look up to and you can trust with these maybe secrets or deep things. Um, and they're really special to you. You know, you're going to you're going to do some work together on boundaries and, and, and I don't know, these are just my thoughts, but the boundaries and, and making sure it's, it's, it's a health, as healthy a relationship as it can be. And your therapist is, is the professional there. So they're going to take the reins on that. But, um, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing at all to want to see a therapist for long term. Um, okay. So, so with these types of therapies, yeah. So, you're going to you're going to look into individual therapy and you can also either supplement with group or you can just go to a group that's that has uh relational cultural uh roots or internal family systems or trauma informed definitely and these are going to be more like support groups um process formatted formatted groups so what i mean by process formatted is that um, so there's like CBT groups, for example, where like the therapist is kind of teaching and is go it's going to be a little bit like a lecture and then you engage with that topic, uh, for example, whereas a psychodynamic or trauma informed group is more free flowing where it's kind of like talking about either current things or past memories and, and supporting each other in that way. Um, so yeah, just things to keep in mind. And I know I keep mentioning groups and I don't know if that's kind of a surprise, but I'm a, just a huge fan of group therapy. Um, and it's not for everyone. I know that, but it's, it's so interesting to see the data on the effects of group therapy, because I personally did group therapy like way later on than I tried individual therapy. And I at first did not like it at all. I was like, 
I'm used to going in and having my hour and having all all of the attention on me and like we were talking about my life and then all of a sudden I have to share my time with other people but honestly the more I grew and the more open-minded I became and I don't know I did maybe it's a maturity thing but um, the data shows that group therapy is actually as effective I think there's some studies that say it's more effective but it's just wild um because group therapy can be really helpful specifically for people that want to work on their social skills, um, maybe improve social anxiety and improve confidence, things like that. But at the same time, it's kind of this like catch 22 because if you relate to like having social anxiety or being insecure or you know, struggling in social settings, like you just might not be ready for group and that's okay too. Um, but it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, if maybe you go to see a therapist and they know of a good group and they recommend it, um, maybe something to try. Uh, like I said, I mean, I've seen it really, really do wonders and work so well for teenagers and adults, um, that want to, you know, feel a sense of belonging and like I said you know grow their social skills decrease their social anxiety um, so if you're craving that peer support I would recommend looking into group therapy and if you're craving a mentor that's when I would look into individual therapy um, but it's really up to you and then also can't forget to mention this um Family therapists and family therapy is great. Even if you're not a kid anymore, if you're an adult and you want to bring family members into the therapy, um, that's great. There are actually therapists that specialize in that, as I'm sure you know, and couples counseling as well. All right, so you've gotten this far. You've either gotten your hands on some referrals or you've done your own research and you've looked up types of therapists, the types of therapy you're into. I'm so proud of you, by the way. This is not easy, but at the same time, like you deserve it. You deserve to find a therapist that is a great fit for you. So the next step is getting started, essentially. The next step is you're going to want to do a free phone consultation if the therapist offers it. Um, and if not, you, you could do that first session and you're shopping around. So you do not have to commit to any one therapist. Um, you can do a first session with a therapist or do this free phone consultation and you don't have to stay with that therapist. This is your life. This is your healing journey. You do what makes your your gut feel right, like your soul feel right and connected to that person. So let's say you're on their website or you're on their Psychology Today page and you see that they offer a free phone consultation. So go ahead and dial that number. And when you're on the phone with them, tell them what you're looking for. Tell them you can be as general or specific as you want about what you need support with. And then basically, if you have any ideas as to what you're looking for, if I give you any ideas, 
bring that up and ask them if they're comfortable working with that, with those things or if they specialize in those things. And then ask them about their therapeutic approach or style. So if you've never heard of those terms before, I'll repeat it again. Ther- what is your therapeutic approach or what is your therapeutic style? And let them speak for a little while. Let them charm you. Let, no, let them tell you about how they work. And again, like tap into your gut, tap into how you're feeling on this phone call. And then these are some questions that you can ask yourself as you're doing that reflecting. Do I feel comfortable talking to this person? Do I feel understood by this person? If you were able to share any of what you need support with. So let's say you say, I'm really, you know, struggling with anxiety recently, um, whatever the case is, and judging based on how the therapist responded, do you feel understood and validated? Do you, do I feel like they can help me? So just take, take a moment during the call or just after the call, even if they already put you on the calendar Again, at any, like, this is your process. This is your life. So take all the time you need to really reflect on how you're feeling. All right. So I hope either any part of that or all of that was helpful for you. Um, This was just part one. We can do a part two. If you have questions, uh, I'm on Instagram. My handle is samantha.j.kurt. My last name is spelled C-U-R-T. Um, posting some interactive stories coming up where I'll be asking how you felt about this episode. Um, my DMs are always open with reactions to these episodes. Um, you know, if any particular topic stood out to you, whether it was this episode or others, let me know. Happy to, like I said, circle back and talk about something again and, and kind of downshift and, and bring more to it. And if you're here and if you're listening to this, I am very grateful for you. Glad you made it this far. And I'm also proud of you if you've listened to even part of today's episode. That means you're taking it upon yourself to learn and reflect and grow. I'll catch you guys next time and have a wonderful rest of your day. 